Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If you want to buy my course on how I grew this YouTube following, that's the top link in the description. In this video, I'm going to teach you from my current understanding how to love a woman. And this gets so much deeper than just getting into a relationship and saying I love you to her. It gets infinitely more deeper than the average relationship. And if I can tell you a story of the last time that I took psychedelic mushrooms, I felt... 100% masculine. I achieved 100% polarity, at least that's what I believe, with my woman. And it was a beautiful, magical experience. We went up a mountain to a private part of like this place in Thailand. And there we sat down, we took these like this mushroom, like this dried thing, which is like a psychedelic. It's it's meant to enhance your, your consciousness. And after around 10, 15 minutes, it starts to hit. And if you've never experienced this before, it's like the saturation of the world around you, like the colors start to pop and and brightness and feelings just went all through me. And I started to feel anxious. I started to feel a little bit scared, a little bit sick. The plan was that we, you know, we set out this picnic on this mountain that, you know, we'd probably just stay there, but it just didn't feel right for some reason. And so I picked everything up and she's looking at me a little bit weird. Okay, this was the plan to stay here, but I'm like, no, 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 we need to go this way. We pack everything and we start to walk and walk and walk till I remember to breathe. I remember to consciously breathe and I took one big deep breath And I couldn't help but smile because I felt the strength that I had. Imagine this. My woman is stood next to me and I felt strong. And this is when the visual started hitting in. And if you've ever taken psychedelics, you know what it's like. And if you've not, it's like you start to see like visuals. It's almost like things kind of have like a smoky glisten to them. Like the thing that you're looking at almost looks like it melts into the next thing. It's a beautiful experience. And this starts to happen and it's almost like I can hear like tribal music and I feel strong. I look to my arms, to my body, like I I physically felt really strong. And she starts to melt. And I don't say that metaphorically. This level of strength that I just felt out of nowhere, she started to 
physically melt, not in some weird way, but like I saw her physically go like this, like, like this, closer and closer into my arm. Like she looked so happy, so submissive, so feminine, so beautiful, like this. And what happened next is one of the best experiences of my entire life. We're on the top of this mountain, slowly, just one step at a time, going down. And it was like I had perfect posture. It was like I was divinely masculine, like Shiva-like masculinity. I'm walking down with like a straight back chest out, feeling strong. And she's like, you know, clutching onto my arm, like look, literally looking at me like this, like, like this. She took them as well. So, you know, she's like happy next to me and everything. And it, I'm walking her through a trip of our ancestors. And I'm looking at her and saying like, the, this, like these strong things. Our ancestors used to traverse these mountains. Take your slippers off, baby. Let's feel the floor between our feet. And I'm, you know, I'm saying these things, which obviously the impact of which it doesn't feel the same right now, but imagine I'm just saying like the, like strong romantic things to her. And I swear this is the truth out of nowhere. We look down like in our side of this mountain and there's a solid seven, eight, nine, quite big, healthy looking stray dogs. And they look kind of angry. They look kind of like hungry. Stray dogs in Thailand are usually no problem. Usually, you know, worst case scenario, they've got like maybe some some kind of diseases, but usually nothing. But like sometimes they can be a little bit like snappy. Like, you know, sometimes they can challenge you a little bit. And in fact, one of my friends just a few days before this moment, like literally had a scar on his leg that he'd been bitten by a stray dog. I'm looking at this group and she starts, you know, we hear them barking down. They're a hundred meters away from us, like, you know, with kind of like a lower altitude. And she starts panicking. There's a lot of them. There's genuinely, like I'm, I'm telling you the truth, genuinely, there's like seven, eight stray dogs there. Inside of me is a little bit of a fear because I'm thinking, okay, we're actually far away from like civilization. You know, it'd take us five minutes or so to run to the nearest person or something. This actually could get kind of nasty. And instantly the fear goes away because I knew what I would do if they did come up to us. And I did say it to her. I said, if the worst does happen, just stay still, stay behind me and don't be scared of what I'm about to do. Because I was expecting if these stray dogs, like a pack of stray dogs ran towards me, maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but if they did, I was going to go absolutely animalistic mode. I was genuinely thinking, I know this is like weird to say, but I was genuinely imagining, okay, if they come towards me, I'm going to go like fully primal and start like, like, you know, if I fucking making noises, throwing rocks at them, because I'm not going to risk them coming towards me and just, you know, wanting to like slightly peck at my legs or something just to see if we're like weak or anything. I'm genuinely thinking, okay, I'm going to like, bark like I've never barked before towards these dogs if they do come towards me and she's feeling terrified and so we're on kind of alert for these dogs that are playing you know it's playing or whatever they're doing down there and it's like you know we're taking one step the next step one step then the next step going down the mountain and within a few seconds she's pretty much forgotten about them they've like ran off somewhere else but it's in my mind it is in my mind okay this is it potentially is a dangerous, genuinely dangerous environment. It could go wrong. Anyone who kind of knows about like stray dogs in Thailand probably knows, yeah, it would have been fine anyway, but it could potentially go wrong. It added to the feeling of like, you know, this masculine femininity, 
polarity and, and taking mushrooms and nature and wildness. And we start walking down and there's something that I told my girl, which she found very interesting. I told her that my visuals, every single time I've taken psychedelics is always the same. It, you know, you see, sometimes you see like patterns in everything that you look at. Every single thing that I look at, the pattern that I see is always the same. It is always women submitting to me. It is always women literally provocatively like dancing towards me, getting closer and closer and closer towards me. They want me to take them. And I said this to her in like, you know, this proper Shiva, like straight back way. And I was describing, I've told her this before. So I described her, yep, everywhere I see is a woman submitting to me. And she gets like back into that melty mood looking at me again, like in awe looking at me. And I'm telling her like here amongst these rocks, that rock right there, that formation is a girl. She's just pushing herself into me. They want me. They want my seed. I'm, I'm saying these things and I, I know it can seem kind of uncomfortable. You know, I'm in like a dry situation. I'm saying it to the camera when we're both sober. But just looking at her, the way that she's melting on my arms, like she's looking at, like imagine she's on my head, like my chest there, like. She's literally like, like the biggest smile on her face. She looks so happy, so safe. And every few steps that we take, I'm like saying something else about our ancestors, about masculinity, about our love together. I'm looking at her deep into her eyes, like grabbing her cheeks like this and not just saying like, oh yeah, I love you. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> so much deeper than that. The kind of things, if I said them now, it wouldn't even do it justice. But to, just to give you an example, like, I reminded her that the last time I was here before her, that I had a gift for her. And I pulled out a seashell from my pocket and I looked into her eyes and said, the ocean gave me this. I held my hand inside of the ocean and the ocean gifted me this. And now I gift this to you as a token of our love. Keep it safe forever. Of course it, doesn't sound as good. Maybe it sounds a little bit cringe, you know, right now. But imagine for a woman, the man that she's in love with talking like this and how much love that she was feeling at this moment and how like just melting she was. This was like, this is genuinely like a real experience that just happened a couple of weeks ago, an absolutely amazing connecting experience. But just three years ago, at... 3 a.m., 4 a.m., I was on the fourth fap of the day watching hyper-stimulating porn, the kind of porn that isn't even like a normal video. It's like they've merged multiple videos into one, so it's like, like you know, the, the like hyper-stimulant. There's like extra music and everything. I'm smoking weed at the same time. It's 4 a.m. and I'm eating junk food. I've just ordered more like cheesecake and everything, and I'm literally like fapping multiple times in a row whilst at that time my girlfriend was sleeping in the next room. And when she was gonna wake up, this is different girls, you know, this, what I'm talking about now happened four years ago. When she was gonna wake up, the way that she'd look at me with a sense of like distaste, even though we were living together and we were in love, we didn't love each other, we hated each other, we resented each other. To the point that, you know, all this, this tension between us, this lack of attraction between us, me and this girl that I was dating a few years ago. Eventually, I remember that, you know, I, I went away. I went back to my, my family's home for a few days and just looking at my phone neurotically on her Snapchat 
and just seeing something very interesting one night, one Saturday night, I still remember this, one Saturday night, I was supposed to go back there to see her on Sunday. And on Saturday night, I noticed that she turned her Snapchat location off. If you didn't know, Snapchat has this feature where it, it's kind of a weird feature where you can like actively show everyone your live location. It's like a, it's, you know, the kids really like, not kids, but you know, some people are kind of messed up in the head and they think that's like something they should turn on. They should actively show everyone their exact location. But a lot of people have that on. And my girl did at the time, like, you know, this was four years ago, this different girl that we're talking about, like my ex-girlfriend, she always had it on. And then I just had this gut feeling, this neurotic overthinking, this anxiousness that something bad was happening. And on this one faithful day, I noticed that she had it off on like this nighttime. And imagine how that made me feel. Compare these two, two different scenarios where four years ago or three years ago, I was this anxious overthinker seeing these like, you know, last online 12.58 p.m. a.m. whatever to this experience that I just had a few weeks ago. And I'm certainly no master of masculinity or, or no, no master of like sexual energy or anything, but I think I've made a really good amount of progress. And I want to try and help you make this, this transformation way faster than it took me. This video is going to be about how to grow the love that you have with your woman. This video is not going to be about how to attract a woman in the first place. I've made many videos on that. If right now you're single and you don't have a girl interested in you, then there's so many videos I've made on like, you know, how to text a girl, how to attract her, how to be the kind of man that's actually attractive to girls that gets like, you know, more messages on Instagram and all, all the attraction phase things. And so you can skip this video up until you actually have the girl. But what I would recommend is that there is going to be a point for you that you're going to have the girl eventually, right? There's, if you stay on self-improvement, if you keep improving yourself, there's going to be a point when you get the girl. At that point is actually when most guys fail. Most guys only focus on the attraction process, thinking that once they get into the relationship, they'll figure things out. But what they don't realize is that getting into the relationship is actually the easier part. Being in the relationship being in love is incredibly harder than just attracting her in the first place. And so this video is either for the guys who already have a girlfriend or a wife, or if you already preemptively want to like, just kind of understand some things from, from something that will happen to you, just so you have this knowledge in your mind, which I think would be a pretty smart way to go about things. Let's talk about what a feminine woman is like when she's in love. And I'll, I'll give you a uh, caveat like a disclaimer here everything that I talk about on this video in every video in everything that I talk about I'm always talking from the perspective of a masculine man who is interested in feminine women there's a difference like a lot of the things I talk about are going to seem quite weird to a lot of people maybe to yourself because this is based on loving a feminine woman and this such a big difference between loving a feminine woman and loving a modern day masculine independent woman. If that's what you're interested in, then I, I don't want to be associated with that at all. It's feminine women who are beautiful to me. And I am a masculine man. I am a goal striving, ambitious, purposeful man. And so if you can relate to that, or if you find that something that you want to emulate and you want to be more masculine, you want to be more of a man, you want to start get, becoming more disciplined and everything, then hopefully you can learn quite a lot from me. A feminine woman in love, I have my notes by the way, a feminine woman in love is highly sensitive to your love and the focus that you have on her. She is incredibly sensitive to the smallest micro things that happen to her, 
to you that you express to her, you don't even realize, okay, this isn't even just if you say something big like I love you or if you say something aggressive to her or anything like that. This is down to the smallest micro expression on your face, the smallest thought that you get in here that, oh, she's taking too long to get ready. She feels a sense of abandonment. She is highly sensitive, extremely receptive to the smallest signs that you might not even know that you're emitting yourself because her life depends on it. Because for a feminine woman through evolution, her life is totally dependent on the masculine man that's taking care of her. And so she is incredibly sensitive. Most guys don't understand this. She is so much more sensitive to the micro signs that you're giving out than you realize. And this is why her mood can swing. This is why sometimes she can feel kind of happy. And then within a few minutes, just feel kind of like down and depressed and quite distant from you. And you're wondering what, what happened. What actually happened was that literally three micro muscles in your face moved in a certain way that her primal brain registered it as a slight level of detachment. And again, her primal brain, her like, you know, the amygdala, the anxiety part of her brain flared up and started to like change her heart rate and cortisol and, and put her into fight or flight instead of rest and digest because that would usually symbolize an extremely like dangerous environment if we were 50,000 years ago. And the human brain hasn't actually evolved that much in the last tens of thousands of years. And so she is still the same. When she's in love, a feminine woman is in love. She is totally reliant on you. But she could be independent if she needs to, if she senses weakness in you. And this is maybe something that you've experienced before. She's usually really, really into you. She's usually looking for you for your guidance, but you've seen times when she seems to make her own decisions and she's way more independent. And usually those are around the times that you've been maybe a little bit lazier because she picks up on it. Now, again, 50,000 years ago, she wouldn't have had the luxury of being independent. She would have needed you to like be that guy. In the modern day, we've safeguarded a lot of things. And so what this means is that it's a lot harder to be a masculine man dating a feminine woman because she has like, a safety level that she could be at if you guys did split up. If she did think that you were just getting weaker and weaker and weaker, the safety level that the government gives her that she's got with her family and that, you know, she, she's got a safe place to live and a way to get food and everything and shelter, well, then she can go to that level once she feels like your weakness is too unbearable. This is what happens to a lot of guys who eventually find themselves just watching porn and playing video games and taking drugs when they're in a relationship. She sees this and... She can't help but just think, actually, I don't even need him. Her happiness, anxiety, and stress are very much so correlated with yours. Now, what this means is that for this feminine woman who's in love with you, pretty much all of her emotions are based on what's happening with you. If things are good, if you're, especially if you're happy, she's happy. My girl makes this joke all the time. When I... You know, it's time to order food or to eat. I'll sometimes kind of say to myself, am I hungry? Are you hungry? And she'll say, in like with like a laugh, like, if you're hungry, I'm hungry. And she's, I know this can seem weird to other people, but she's genuinely not joking. If I suddenly say I'm hungry, she would be hungry. If I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm tired too. Let's just lie down. If I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I can't wait to move my body. I can't wait to exercise. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah me too, me too. This isn't fakeness, by the way. A lot of people will look down to this and say like, oh no, this is a bad thing. This is cringe. I don't, you know, I want a girl who's her own person. But this is her being her own person. 
Because a feminine woman who's in love is 100% devoted to you so much that her emotions and feelings are dictated or at least heavily correlated by how you feel. And so if you feel happy, she will feel happy. If you feel certain, she will largely feel sh certain too. If you feel lazy, then so will she. If you feel stressed, then so will she. If you feel nervous, anxious, anything, so will she. Because again, remember those like primal caveman ex micro expressions. When you show the smallest level of stress, of anxiety, you know, somehow it'll, it'll come across your face, right? She will see that and pick up on it. If he's anxious, anxious, then I probably should be too, right? I think I said this to my girl once, like, she said, oh, yeah, you're not scared of anything. And, you know, I was laughing around and I said to her, like, if you see me scared, you should be very scared. Does that make sense? Like, if something scares me as the guy and she's saying, like, oh, yeah, I've never even seen you scared before. I've never seen you anxious before. If you see me scared, then that means, okay, shit's actually about to go down. And when she is totally in love with you, she is perfectly polarized, always consenting to your love and to your physical acts of love, to you caressing her, undressing her, and even going further. She's pretty much, she is always consenting to you. Guys have experienced this before, maybe you have. You can have a woman who's totally in love with you and it feels like you can have sex with her 100% of the time. And unfortunately, a lot of guys have experienced that with a woman and then seen it change where suddenly she's too tired to have sex with them now. Suddenly she's too busy to meet them on the day or the dates that they usually do. When she's in love with you, totally in love with you, she's always consenting to you. And finally, when she is totally in love with you, she's always submissive and following your direction. Now, those are kind of common sense things, but, you know, just something that a lot of people don't know about a feminine woman. There may be some people watching this thinking, no, 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 women aren't like that. No, no, no. Like I, or maybe there's a woman watching this saying, no, 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 I'm in love, but I'm not like that. We're talking about feminine women, women who are filled with feminine energy. They are very, quite rare these days. And if you are wondering very quickly, I, I said, I'm not going to teach you the attraction stage things in this video, but the way to find those feminine women is to be that masculine man yourself. And the way to be the masculine man yourself, very interestingly, is for you to abandon your feminine side. People these days try to trick young men to tell them to embrace their feminine side, to be weak, to cry, to show their emotions, to show vulnerability. All of that is very manipulative and it's like a trap. As a young man, one of the best things you can do is to destroy the feminine side inside of you, to still have, you know, some relics of it, to still have the ability to enjoy yourself and laugh and dance and stuff. Okay, nice. But to, to not be, have the counterintuitive side, to not be their emotional, focused on play instead of work, to be, to be am ambitious, to be masculine and disciplined. When you change your personality like this, you'll find that you'll automatically start to attract women who have got a feminine personality, who have got feminine energy, because you know the, the two just attract like opposite sides of a magnet. That's how you attract a feminine woman. They are somewhat rare these days in the West. Once you leave the West, if you are interested again, if you're young and you haven't really seen this before, if you get out of the US and the UK and some of those like basic countries and you go out to places like Thailand or maybe to, um, to be fair, Thailand's one of the most places that I've traveled and I've been to some parts of um, like Pakistan and everything. Once you go to like more of these like 
somewhat traditional places, somewhat like, like wild places, you'll see that the women here are feminine and you automatically start to attract them when you have this masculine directional energy. Now, how is a woman like when she doesn't feel loved? What is a feminine woman like when she doesn't feel loved? And this is, I don't know if I should say this, but this is kind of close to my, my heart because as I was writing this down, I was journaling all of this to try and present this to you in a video. I couldn't help but just constantly visualize my, my mother in this. To just see her alone in the kitchen with like this, this neurotic and anxious body language trying to kind of like overhear what my dad's saying on the phone in the other room and, you know, just kind of overthinking closed body language like this. A feminine woman who doesn't feel loved, if there's one word that I would use to describe her, it would be barren. Barren. Like an, like an empty wasteland. Like what do you visualize when you, when you hear the word barren? What, and imagine that inside of a woman. I see it as like a dead forest inside of her stomach a gray heart, a feminine woman who doesn't feel loved by the man that she is in love with. She's barren. She's neurotically overthinking. She feels unsafe and anxious. She feels ugly. And these thoughts, you know, we know the power of thinking, don't we? These thoughts manifest into reality when she feels neglected, neglect, neglected and abandoned and ugly. And, you know, she's having these thoughts, emotions and thoughts. They start to manifest into reality. Suddenly she's pinching her spots a little bit harder. She's constantly looking in the mirror, looking for flaws. And of course, finding some because everyone's got some. And then she starts to focus on them every single time she steps in front of the mirror. She sees the same five flaws that she always focuses on. And they seem to get worse and worse and worse because she's paying them more attention. You know that dynamic of like, if you think of the, the yellow car, or if you think of the car make, like the Mercedes or whatever, or the motorbike, and that you constantly start seeing it more the more you think about it. Well, it's the same with her insecurities. Usually a loving man would just like rip away those insecurities and fill her up with love. But when she doesn't have that and she doesn't feel love, she starts to question why. And, and oftentimes women will start to you know, pinpoint on, on their physical attractiveness, their physical beauty. Her personality is very interesting. A feminine woman who doesn't feel love, her personality turns quite rude and disrespecting. You thought maybe it'd be quite like, you know, silence, you know, the physical manifestation of, of, you know, like closed off and feeling barren. No, no, no. It's the opposite. It's the, it's the violent hostility. It's rude, disrespectful. It's challenging. It's testing. The reason why she's like this, her personality is quite hostile to the man that she's in love with is because she's testing him to try and see if he'll still love her. Oftentimes when a woman who doesn't feel loved acts in this like disrespectful way she's doing it because this in response to this her man will now show her attention sometimes for a lot of women this is the only time their men that they're in love with will show them attention when she's being disrespectful when she's testing him when she's being rude that's when the guy will blow up and you know argue with her and swear at her and as much as she hates the abuse like at least she, he's focusing on me at least he's like giving me eye contact. There's 
the book that I really like that I mention a lot, The Way of the Superior Man. It's written by an author called David Dieter. And in this book, there's a bit where he talks about a feminine woman who doesn't feel loved. And there's something he wrote, which is very interesting, that when she doesn't feel, feel filled up with love, she fills herself up with things like chocolate, drugs, gossip, TV, casual sex from men that she's not in love with, tattoos, all of these like short-term distractions. Now, think about the things I've just said to you. Chocolate, and we can say, you know, junk food in general, drugs, gossip, TV, Netflix, video games, uh, YouTube, porn, casual sex, tattoos, essentially degeneracy. A woman who doesn't feel loved will do this. Now, I want you to imagine right now a teenage girl aged 16, you know, from your hometown or from your country, right? So for me, it's like Britain, right? I imagine a 16-year-old British girl who doesn't feel loved by her father, who feels ignored by the guy that she's got a crush on. How is she going to behave? Who doesn't feel love, right? Because if, if, you know, she's got father's love, if she's got her father's love, if she's got maybe a crush that's actually receptive, then she's going to be healthy and stuff. But when a girl doesn't have a father's love when she's young and then eventually the romantic love, what happens to those girls who are like 16 years old who don't have daddy's love? Exactly this. Early age, they're taking drugs. Early age, they're going out drinking and going to parties with boyfriends that they don't even care about and they're cheating on those boyfriends. And you know, there's this toxic and horrible, degenerate environment where she's degrading herself even though other women are telling her that feminism's empowering. But she's destroying herself. She's filling herself up with a substitute for real love and it never works. The issue with these substitutes is that they're all instant gratification, they're all distraction, they're all like bad dopamines, bad habits. And so whilst they do give you like a feel, like they give women a feeling of, of being filled up in some sense, there's always negative consequences. The woman who fills herself up with junk food and chocolate tomorrow steps on the scale and then gets depressed at the, the two kilogram weight gain that she's had consistently every week or so. The woman who then does this with casual sex, that, you know, the guy that she really wants isn't really replying or being interested in her. Maybe that's her father. Maybe that's, um, you know, the crush that she's got or the man that she's in love with. But then she does it with casual sex and she, and she gets filled up by some random guy. And then think about the consequences of that. The consequences of a woman, a feminine woman who doesn't feel loved is absolutely life-changing. And the reason why this is a very controversial issue, and this is something that a lot of people feel too uncomfortable to talk about, the reason why is because a woman who does these things is damaged permanently. A woman who doesn't feel her father's love when she's growing up, it gets damaged permanently. When a, a woman tries to fill herself up from like these habits, especially the sex-related ones, you know, from casual sex, she, she could go through a period of transformation for 10 years, she's going to be damaged permanently because of these experiences. And I'd have to go into too much detail with this and it'll be too like vulgar and everything. But it's such a sad, sad reality for so many women, especially what seems to be in the West where fathers are being taken out of the home, fathers are being demonized. You know, the father is like this disrespectful, disrespected figure these days you know the father in every tv show is a bumbling idiot these days isn't he every tv show you can think of it's like the father is like the idiot the mother is the super mom who who looks after the kids and also looks after the husband because the husband doesn't know anything the father's useless in the modern day in the west of course not all countries are like this 
That was a side tangent, but pretty much when she doesn't feel loved, it's horrible for her. And also for your relationship for her. Because imagine, think about these things that she could be doing when you don't make her feel loved. Of course, this is a very extreme ex you know, example when she really feels neglected. This is what she's kind of pushed towards. And this is why the extreme example, like you don't want your woman to feel like she's unloved by you. Because this is where it leads to. It leads to her hurting herself. It leads to her filling herself up with things that will damage her and, and your relationship together. You want her to feel loved. And so how do we do that? Well, there is a challenge to this. The challenge that we've, as young men, have never really been taught about in terms of relationships. You know, we've always, you know, you hear some wisdom maybe from some male family members or from like men online, and you hear about how to attract girls. Okay, you know, just take her on a date, what to dress like, what to do, how to talk. Those things are really nice, but no one really I have ever seen online really explains the challenge in loving a woman. And the challenge is that it goes way further than the automatic mundane I love yous of the day. Once you fall in love with a woman, guys think that that's all there is. Yep, okay, accomplishment. No, 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 no. This is the start. The, the mundane, automatic, I love yous that we throw out there do nothing. The challenge with loving a woman is that she needs every micro interaction of yours to be filled with love. I will say this again. She needs every micro interaction of yours to be filled with love. Every micro interaction. Notice that I didn't say every minute, every hour, every day. A lot of guys think this, right? A lot of guys think that they get into the relationship and it's, yeah, okay, sweet, we're in love. And then they forget everything else. No, no, no. Then there's more clued up guys. There's more aware guys who say, no, no, no. You've got to make your woman feel loved every day. Okay, that's, that's okay. But it's not good enough. If you want to make your woman feel loved every day, you'll be slightly better than the average guy because a day is huge. You need to make her feel loved in this exact microsecond. This is where the challenge comes in because sometimes it feels impossible to, that, to do that. Sometimes she's next to you whilst you're on Google Maps looking for like the restaurant that you guys are trying to go to. Was it a left from here or was it forward? Every interact, every microsecond, you know, to, if, if we were trying to get to the ultimate performance, if we were trying to get to your best performance with her, every microsecond would be filled with love. Everyone, not just the date. A lot of guys think, okay, you know, you're in the middle of a relationship. Don't stop dating. Keep going on dates. That sounds awesome, but it's not good enough. You can't just go on a date with her and think, yep, okay, job done. No, no, no. You go on the date. You sit down with love, looking into her eyes. And then you bring it, like you literally grab her chair and pull it closer to you with love, looking into her eyes every micro moment. Even when you're looking through the memory, you put her, your hand on her leg or on her back. Every micro moment, you, like it needs to be as short term as you can possibly get it. And even then for the male brain, bro, even then it's like, it's still like too big for us. She needs to feel it, this specific term, right now. For a woman, those are the two most important words that could ever exist right now. When she says, I love you, she means I love you right now. When she says, I'm happy, she means I love you. I'm happy right now. You need to make her feel loved, happy, secure, safe, excited right now. And this right now 
has already passed. I said that, I said right now, like a second ago, it's already passed. Now are you making her feel loved right now? Okay, maybe you are. But then you check your phone and you've, oh, there's that message you've got to reply to. And oh, okay, oh, the menu, yes, okay, hmm, yes. What are we going to eat here? How about right now? Oh, just one second, you know, I'm just quickly, quickly got to look through the menu. Just one second, just one second, look through the menu. Oh, carnivore dialogue. Oh. It needs to be, this is what's so difficult about truly making her feel loved. It needs to be right now in this small micro moments. Now, I want you to think right now. Imagine you gave her your full attention. Imagine you made it your full focus, just like you do with your work, just like you do with your workouts and everything. You know you've got that ability, right? You know that you've got that drive to check off the boxes for your task list. Imagine if you put that much intention into making her feel loved right now for the duration of your dates together. You could do that, right? Awesome. But then imagine... After the date, imagine the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. Imagine you live together. Imagine you're on a holiday together. There's going to be moments when you slip up. And it's so easy right now. There's a lot of guys watching this. It's so easy right now to try and blame her or to say, no, no, this is too much. This is, oh, this is too much expectations. I'd rather just, you know, uh, just watch porn anyway. Like, oh, no, no, I don't date women who, who are this needy anyway. I, I, I prefer more independent, masculine women. As soon as we say it like that, all the guys take a step back. They're like, no, 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 I don't like masculine women. I just like, like women who, who aren't as feminine. If you are attracted to feminine women, submissive women, and you want to be a masculine man, this is, what, this is the reality of it. And we can look at this really negatively, can't we? Oh, it's so mentally demanding. Let me just look through the menu, bitch. <laughs> we can look through it. We can look at it like really negatively. But this may be the greatest gift that she can give us, her constant need for love right now. Because this means that we have this constant meditation reminder next to us. We have this real person who is our reminder to be here in this moment. And that is so valuable. Another part of the challenge that comes with loving a feminine woman is that you need to balance this, you know, her, her need for love with your need for progress on your purpose and your mission. So as a masculine man, the most important things for you will be like the major goals that you have, the major thing in your life, the drive that you have, whether it's, you know, to get the degree or to get the job or to level up your business or to get success in this area or to go to the gym and build the physique that you're proud of, whatever it is, that is like the, the number one priority in your life, that these big goals and your woman comes second or maybe third, fourth. It's like the woman actually is down here on the list for, you know, you're truly masculine when the number one most important thing for you is like your goals, your mission, your purpose. How do we balance her need for love and what we've got to give her with our need for purpose? This is when it gets tricky because she needs this reassurance all the time. And sometimes, sometimes you do need to look through your phone. Sometimes you do need to look at the menu to make sure you're ordering something that's healthy for both of you. And so this is where it gets tricky. And I don't have like the perfect answer here. I'm just kind of bringing awareness for you that this is the challenge that we need to navigate and we need to learn about. I'm not perfect at this at all. I'm, bro, I'm, I'm barely even good at this, honestly. I find it incredibly, like once you really open up your mind, I'm not sure if it's clicked for you yet, but if you really open up your mind to this challenge of thinking, okay, she needs to feel loved right now, like constantly. 
And this isn't because she's got, you know, some guys might say, oh, well, yeah, but this is because, you know, she's, she's like too anxious or something. No, no, no. I, I want like a girl who does, who isn't anxious, but this is just how feminine women are. This is just through evolution what a woman is supposed to be because she's supposed to feel like she needs reassurance constantly because her brain is the same. She has the same brain. Like you, maybe there's someone who can correct me on this in the comments. I'm pretty sure we have the same brain from our caveman ancestors. She has the same brain as the cave women in her DNA. Those cave women needed to feel anxious. They needed to feel constant reassurance. And if they saw the smallest micro expression in their cavemen, they would have felt weird. They would have felt agitated. They would have felt unloved because this was literally based on like primal survival. And so when we do in this modern day have women who say like, oh, this is, you know, these anxious women, I'm not like this. I'm a boss babe and everything. Well, that's because you're not masculine. Or we have got guys who say, oh, no, no, but I don't want to deal with this. I just want a more independent woman. That's because this guy who's saying this, he's quite feminine. He's in touch with his emotions. He, he likes to like cry in front of his girl. He doesn't even go to the gym and he prefers masculine women. But again, if you are a masculine man, and you are, and you want a feminine woman in your life and you want a love with this feminine woman. This is just part of it. And it's okay. Like, I don't think we should view this negatively because this is just who she is. She prioritizes love above everything else. And interestingly, we prioritize purpose and mission above everything else. And so this is where there's a bit of like deviation where our priorities are not the same. And so it is with responsibility and discipline that we've got to try and, and make her feel loved as much as possible. And I'll just very, like go into a very quick rant here. This is not simping. There's a lot of guys out there in this modern world. Maybe you thought I'd be one of them who think that like being like this is like being a simp. The word simp is thrown around like quite derogatory these days. And maybe for good reason, maybe to the guy who's donating to like OnlyFans girls or to like, you know, like those women on Twitch who are like in hot tubs and stuff. And there's a guy who, who's like, oh my God, you know, she said my name. Wow. Okay. That's simping fine. Being a gentleman and being a lover and being masculine to your woman is not simping. Do not get this confused. For any guy out there who, who's listening to this, thinking, wait, you, you want to make your woman feel loved and appreciated? That's simping. I would invite that man to go say this to like a 1900s gentleman. The kind of guy who wore like a, a, a tuxedo, like a suit for his first date with your great-grandmother. The kind of guy who, when you'd handshake him, would accidentally crush your hand because this is how hard men used to handshake those days. The kind of guy with a four-digit testosterone for 1,076 nanograms per deciliter testosterone. And these modern-day skinny neck, skinny wrist guys call this simping. This isn't simping. This is, what, this is how our great-grandfathers navigated relationships. And I don't think a single one of us modern men could call one of those men a simp could we we're just emulating what our great grandfathers did perhaps in hopefully a slightly better more educated way because now we understand a lot more about psychology and relationships this is not simping this is love and there's a big difference in it and it's okay like you know a friend of mine sneeko he's another creator he i think he went on this rant once as well where people were calling him a like it was on like you know live chat on live stream and stuff so people do turn a bit stupid when it comes to like live streaming and everything but people were commenting 
like spamming like simp 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 i think when he kissed this girl or he said he, he loved this girl or something and then he went on a rant saying like how is this, this isn't simping like we're in a relationship we're in love that's not simping it's not it's okay. like being in love with this woman and treating her with love and respect and appreciation is not simping it's only simping if she doesn't even like you if she doesn't even like you, if she disrespects you, if she doesn't even know you, and then you're like acting in this proper lovey-dovey way and you're paying for her or something, okay, that's simping. But like with a girl who's literally yours, who you literally have like, you've you've got her soul, treating her nicely and paying for the date and, and being really conscious of how much you've got to show love to her is not simping at all. This is the right thing to do. This is for her benefit and also for yours. So don't let any of these like modern day Sigma males with like smelly breath and like weird facial hair tell you that this is simping because I don't believe it is. So then we get to the point. How do we actually make her feel loved? We understand that we've got to try and make her feel loved as much as possible. But how do we actually go about and do that? Because a lot of guys don't actually know this and I didn't for a long time. A lot of guys say this and, and quite like usually older guys and a little bit more old school guys say this. Oh, she knows that I love her, so I don't have to say it. No. She might rationally know that you love her, but she's an emotional being. And it, it's not her rational, logical side that even matters. If she's a feminine woman, it's about how she feels right now. She needs to be made to feel like you will love her right now. <clears throat> And so how do you do this? You could do this how the Hollywood movies and the modern day materialistic propaganda capitalistic machine want you to with these big romantic gestures and, and the box of expensive overpriced chocolates on Valentine's Day. And look, honey, I got you flowers. And look, like, you know, the, the, the sad chump who like brings like, um, all the, all these, these, these moments could be nice, right? This isn't me criticizing a gentleman. Just, just understand this. There is a, brainwashing and conditioning that's been going on for a long time in the minds of men from movies that we've seen from the ways that you know what we've seen in school that the way to show your woman love is a big romantic gesture especially when you spend money make sure you spend money make sure you spend money make sure you spend money that's what they want you to do but remember what we said before we need to make her feel loved right now in every micro moments and so you could do the big romantic gesture and the sweet dinner date that's really expensive. And she'll feel loved. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
for 30 seconds. You bring her into the bedroom and there's rose petals all over the floor. She'll feel loved for five seconds. Oh, wow. Done. Done. Now. Right now. That moment's already gone, okay? She's seen the petals. Okay, she's seen the dinner date. Okay, she's eating the food right now. That, that moment's gone. What about right now? This is what you're not really told. It's not about these big moments that are so expensive for you to conduct and to, that show your love or anything. It's about the smallest micro moments, every, as many moments as possible. That's how you make her feel loved. You don't need to spend money on this. You don't need to make some big gesture for this. In fact, the smaller and more consistent and more quantity of these moments where you make her feel loved is actually better. So the way that I think is best to do this is to change the way that you talk to your woman. And there's something that I wrote down. In fact, I'll read it to you right now. So, yeah, it's on my phone. Act like you're on mushrooms with her all of the time. Just act like it. For if you are wondering, I've not really spoke about like psychedelics much, but I've taken mushrooms, like psychedelics, like maybe 10 times or so. And I'm not like some professional like uh, shroom knot or whatever it's called. But like, I'm, I'm kind of like a fan of them. I'm, I'm really getting like a lot of positive benefit from this. And what I found is that if, if you haven't ever taken psychedelics before, at least for me personally, I turn into like such a, a romantic, almost like it's out of a movie, the way that I speak to my woman, the way that I speak to her. And I just wrote this down. Imagine like you're on shrooms with her all the time. Remember, this is, I've wrote this down, right? Remember how you used to talk to her like it meant something. And this is, I literally wrote down what I was going to say to her when I was going to give her this, the seashell. This is a gift for you, my love. The ocean gave it to me and now I give it to you. Keep it safe forever as a token of my love. So you can change the way that you talk and you can talk with this extra level of of energy, of emotion, and or more, more seriousness, like you're in a movie. And this doesn't need to be all the time. And of course, it sounds a little bit cringe when I'm saying what I was going to say to my girl to you. It sounds a little bit cringe. But that's because, you know, the, the context has changed. The context has changed. Now I'm speaking to you through the internet and, you know, people are listening and everything like that. Compared to, like, me passionately with my girl, there's a difference. Change the way that you talk to her and talk to her in more of like this, this beautiful, serious way, better than the mundane, like, I love yous that we throw out there. Like gra grab her cheeks, like put both hands on her cheeks, look in deeply into her eyes and just feel the love that you have and say, say what's on your mind. I won't give you like some pre-built statements that you can say to her, but there is like some, some almost movie star level sentence and, and and stuff that you can say to her that will arise if you let it if you don't stop you know the process because it feels a bit cringe because you don't usually talk like this trust me if she is the right girl and she's totally in love with you and you act like this and you talk to her with seriousness like with this level of like you know of, of this like psychedelic love she will you will physically see this i promise you you will see you're holding her cheeks like this, or you know, you're holding her hands. You will see her as you say these like sweet words melt. 
she will literally melt in your arms. At least that's the energy that I get from my girl. Maybe your girl's energy is different. And you know, she picks up and she's so happy to hear it or something. You will physically see her energy just change, which is beautiful. And so the fastest way that I've personally, if I was going to recommend anything, of course, this is not like a recommendation. You can do whatever you want, but like the fastest way that I've personally been able to like level up how much she feels loved, but also how much I love her is taking psychedelics together. They've been a beautiful part of my journey over the last few years, extremely impactful. Maybe I'll make like a whole separate video of, of, the experiences that I've had on psychedelics. They're, they're kind of like a controversial thing and I'm not some like guy who's constantly doing them or anything in, in around three years or two years. I've done them maybe I think seven, eight times or something like that. But if you are interested, if there's a bunch of comments saying like, oh yeah, I should do that. Maybe I will. It's just something I've assumed people will find too controversial or people might not find interest. I don't know. How to make love. So we've talked about how to make her feel loved and, and how to love her and everything, but perhaps the most important and the fastest way to do this is actually making love, like, the, like actually having sex. In the book, The Way of the Superior Man, he defines sex as the bodily transmission of love. Think about that, that phrase, that is perfect for like the definition of sex, the bodily transmission of love. That is a perfect phrase and yet it doesn't work for most people. Because most people don't transmit love to each other when they're making love. Unfortunately, most people, I would assume, they're unconscious, they're overthinking, they're neurotic, they're self-censored when they're actually like getting passionate with you know, their woman. Making love is is the way that you would you know magnify everything that we're talking about today. If you are present, conscious, and actually doing it in some kind of loving way, and I don't mean to, you know, like, oh, you got to do it slowly or something, you can still fuck it, <laughs> but, but doing it with the elements of love behind you. There's something, there's like a system that I made for myself, and it's called DAP plus CAP, D-A-P plus C-A-P, and it stands for Dominance, Aggression, Pain, connection, authenticity, presence. I found that when I keep these six things in mind as I'm making love, my performance and the enjoyment and the connection of everything goes up so much more. Dominant aggression, pain, connection, authenticity, and presence. Uh, pain, by the way, is an interesting one. I found that you need to like most guys, this is a controversial subject and stuff, and maybe we shouldn't talk about it like on widely on YouTube because people will take it out of context. But I found that you, as a guy who's you know masculine man who wants to dominate your woman, you need to be okay with the the feeling of inflicting pain on her. That like a woman who's in love, who's having sex, can experience like a lot more pain than you think she can, and it's a part of actually making the love. Like there is a, a level of like soreness and painfulness in the the DAP plus cap system just try and remember that the next time that you know if it becomes relevant for you and if you're interested in one of the links in the description i've got a course where i teach this in full there are exercises now we can get quite practical here there are exercises that you can do that will make your your love making sessions significantly better like quite literally like five times as good 
And there was a point just a few months ago when I was in London about um, three months ago, four months ago, that I had stopped all these exercises and I had even stopped a lot of the normal exercise like weightlifting and cardio that I was doing. And so I became uh, like quite relatively unfit for my own like, you know, um, skills, you know, my own like sort of memory. I became quite unfit, right? And it made a huge difference. It made it that I wasn't even present when I was making love. It made it that my performance was way worse, that I was slower, that I was lethargic, that I would get tired, that, you know, like, that you just can't go with the same, like, aggressive primal penetration that you used to. And so I know that this is getting, like, practical here, but I really hope you can appreciate this. There are exercises that you should consider 100%, and those are in order. First of all, hit. High intensity interval training. So this is, you've heard about this kind of cardio. This isn't just, you know, going on a, on a run for like five minutes or 10 minutes. That could probably help, but hit training, high intensity interval training where you go for a sprint and then you slow down for a few minutes and then you sprint again for 20 seconds. Then you slow down for a few minutes. Then you sprint again. That kind of training where you go hard, then you slow down. Then you go really fast, then you slow down fast like this. And this happens in CrossFit workouts, in martial arts, in boxing, for example, you go for rounds. This this makes you so much better at like the breathing elements of your performance when it comes to lovemaking. It makes a huge difference. It genuinely does. And I know it can seem kind of weird why I'm teaching this as part of this video. But again, making love is incredibly important in what we're talking about. And then being able to actually, for example, have the fitness to be able to make love is also incredibly important. Then the next thing I realized is training your core. So a lot of guys, especially bodybuilders and weightlifters, think that they can just kind of forget training their core and that they can just do squats and deadlifts. And I found that that doesn't actually cut it. Doing your own like specific core workouts, ab workouts, crunches, planks, they make a huge difference. You can like you can feel if your core is letting you down when it comes to having sex. If it just gets really tight and it burns as you know, like like you've been working it out, that means that it's the weak spot. And if you improve it, suddenly like you ease open the bottleneck and you can literally go like better. And the final thing that we will talk about is kegels, kegels, however you say it. There's a muscle, a direct muscle that you can use that directly influences literally your erection and also like how far you can ejaculate. Like there's a direct muscle that you can train that will make you harder, last longer, that will make it so that she feels better. And it's called the Kegel muscle, like the PC muscle. And there's two easy ways that I'd explain this. There's like two kind of muscles that we want to train. And there's easy ways to explain this. The first one, I want you to right now, act activate the muscle that you would if you wanted to stop pissing. Imagine you right now, you were having a piss, right? You're having a piss, the, the urine's coming out and then you wanted to stop the piss. What would you do? Do that, do that movement right now. It's almost like you're like sucking in that kind of area. That you, we can say is like one Kegel, like one rep. That's one. But then another element is imagine if you were having a piss and you wanted to push it out faster. Like imagine you're in a rush or something. So you can, you, know, you can like pee at the normal rate, but you can push out faster pee, can't you? That is another part of the training. If you, you can do that right now and you won't like pee yourself or anything. The same thing, like imagine you're pushing it out. Those are two different like ways that you can train these like sexual muscles. 
And I found that when you put intention into this for literally just a few days, you will see an improvement to your lovemaking, like a significant improvement. It, the reason why I'm, I'm talking like this, you know, it's a, such a practical tip to give you in this kind of video, it's because it genuinely will be the fastest improvement to your lovemaking, which will then genuinely be the fastest improvement to making her feel loved. We could talk now about setting rules and expectations as a father would. This is a controversial part of loving a feminine woman that the modern day, the modern world do not understand this one single bit. A good father would set very clear house rules for his daughter. Very clear. This is what you do. This is what you eat. This is how you behave. This is the words that we can use. This is the words that we don't use. This is what time you've got to come home from school, everything like this. And this is absolutely perfectly normal and healthy for a father to do this for his daughter. But then it gets kind of weird to set these kinds of rules and boundaries for an adult, for a grown woman. And the, the modern world around this questioned this heavily and says that this is tech, toxic, controlling everything. But again, if you are a masculine man dating a feminine woman, this is what she needs. Why? Because if she's a feminine woman, it means that she's had a masculine father. And she will be attracted to the man who acts in a somewhat similar way to her father. Her father used to say, okay, come do this. Not, not in a horrible way. You know, you can't, no, no. But like, come, come do this, it'll be good for you. No, 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 don't do that. It'll be bad for you. She's used to her father being like this. And now when she grows up, it's almost like she wants to be passed on to the next man who can direct her life. In the way of the superior man, that book that I mentioned before, there's a quote which says, she wants to relax in the guidance and the direction of your, your masculinity. She wants you to be certain, not just for yourself and your own direction, but what she should do. And often most guys are not comfortable with this. Most guys literally are so like, like anxious with this. And the reason why is because you will get punished in the modern day. If we talk about this out loud, like I'm doing right now, you will get people who respond to you and say that you're manipulative, you're misogynist, everything. But the truth is a feminine woman actually needs this and will be more in love with you if you act in a kind of a similar way as her father did when you set rules and expectations and boundaries. I journaled a lot for this video. There's like four pages. In the modern day, everyone is depolarized. Honestly, most like couples are depolarized. The man's not that masculine. The, the woman's not that feminine. This means everyone's quite unhappy. And because most relationships are like this, now we see man and woman as equal. We have equal rights. And so we are equals. The problem with this, this equality thinking is that then we don't need each other the necessity of, of being in a relationship disappears when you're equals. When you're equals, you don't need each other anymore. It sounds weird, but one of the best pieces of advice that I could give you is to not treat her like, like she's your equal. It sounds weird and people will quote this and, and try and terrorize me and everything and they'll say that this is horrible. One of the best pieces of advice that I could give you is to treat her like she's weaker than you. You know why? This is going to make you be so much more loving to her. Because if you genuinely keep in your mind that she's weaker than you, which is actually an objective fact, she is weaker than you, then you will act like the good, happy, agile, active father. She needs something, so you're going to stand up and go get it for her. 
And she's going to love that. This is not something she's broken something and you're going to sit down and help her clean it. The weak, lazy father who thinks that his daughter's grown up enough. Oh, we need milk. And he gives, he throws her a pound, like, you know, a dollar or something. Oh yeah, go, go get it. He says to her. In the modern day, this is what a lot of relationships are like. The man is acting like an equal or even below. The man is acting like the boy, the son to his woman, the mother. And this is why relationships have gotten so ucky for a lot of people, especially if you're able to resonate with me and, and you know, like feel the similarities between maybe if you, you feel kind of similar to me in some areas. If you're a masculine man, you'll find that deeply unattractive to think that your woman is going to guide you. Your woman's going to like look after you. She's going to provide for you that she's going to make half the decisions. Treat her like you would your daughter. You would do a lot for your daughter. You would be the one to protect her. You'd be the one to jump up out of your seat when your daughter needs something. If you were like the good, happy father. She expects to follow you. Remember, this is not all women. Honestly, this is we're talking about the small amount of women, right? We, we never wanted to date 90% of, of women, right? I was going to say no offense to them, but honestly, offense to them. We, like 90% of men and women are, are just like low tier, aren't they? You, you look around, everyone's on TikTok, everyone's watching porn and playing video games and eating junk food and taking drugs and stuff. Okay, 90% of people are just like, we, we don't, okay? If you're on self-improvement, if you're meditating, if you're going to the gym, you can't even relate to most people. We don't want to date some normal, masculine, independent woman. If you wanted to date a feminine woman, this is what she expects because her father acted like this. And there is something iconic with how man and woman used to get married. Her father used to walk her down the aisle and pass her to the husband. In the modern day, feminists say that this, yeah, this was like some, some ceremony that was so barbaric. No, it wasn't. He was her protector. The father was her provider. And then he passes the responsibility onto the husband. That is one of the, like, that is the most sacred moment that a father could have is like thinking to himself, I'm passing, like, you know, my, my, how much I have looked after my little girl to this man. And I am trusting this man to look after her this, the same way that I did. That is the most beautiful moments the husband and father could see. And in the modern day, like feminists and, and men with like skinny necks and long hair are saying like, oh yeah, that's barbaric, it's sexist. Let the, let, let the feminine woman decide. If there's a masculine woman out there who thinks it is barbaric, okay, fine. The thing is, what we're just doing is just invoking our own consent and our own preferences. And we're attracting, like we want to attract the feminine woman who actually expects this because her father, who's still around, who's not divorced from her mother, her father raised her quite tightly, securely. Her father set rules and said, no, 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 we don't do that because of this. No, yes, we do. No, come on, we do this thing. No, we don't stay out that late. No, you know what? You can't be friends with that girl because she's not good for you. Her father was like this. For a good feminine woman that like you think is actually good quality, her father would have... It, like that. This is the only way a woman can be of good quality. Her father was like this. And so you must be like this too. You must be okay with being seen as a misogynist patriarchal figure. You must be okay with setting rules and expectations and telling her what you can and can't do. If you know that you're supposed to be a man like this, if this sounds like absolutely right and you couldn't even imagine a, a relationship where, for example, you didn't get to say or, or you know, make your girl do something, 
that would be weird for you. You've got to be authentic with this because a lot of guys don't have the confidence to admit this. But if this is your desire to have this kind of relationship where genuinely you are in control of your woman, then be authentic to it. Of course, this is going to be with consent, with age-appropriate adults and everything. So no one can ever like criticize us for this. Be authentic with your desire with this. The extreme level of this. Now, she's going to be embarrassed when I tell this like mini story. The extreme level with, you know, you telling your girl what to do and her looking to your guidance is that when you get to the extreme levels of feminine energy inside of a woman where she has like literally zero independence when she's with you and she's totally 100% submissive when she's with you is something that I've just experienced a few days ago where I was having a shower and my girl lives with me, right? She's like, we've been all like, we've traveled a lot the last six months in different countries. We lived in different countries, right? I was having a shower and it just hit me. I was like, wait, she's going to be embarrassed when I tell this story. It hit me. I was like, she's not had a shower in, in like two days or for a little while. And I know this is like weird. To, it's embarrassing to say and people are going to find this weird. But the reason why this hit me and I thought, oh yeah, because like I've got to tell her to. I've got to tell her like, oh yeah, not like, oh, go have a shower, stinky. But like, you know, come, come shower with me. And it, this is when it hit me of how sweet this is, even though that's kind of like a gross example. It hit me because it made me realize just how much responsibility I have to take as a man, that I have to think of her basic needs, just as I would a father to a daughter. Now, you might hear that, well, probably not you, but like, you know, there's going to be some people who would hear this and say, oh, well, that's, that's gross. And I want a woman who's more independent. And that's weird. That's weird. Whatever your preference is, fine. But then I can have mine, you can have yours, right? The thing is, there's a lot of people listening to this. There's a lot of men out there, perhaps you're one of them, who actually, in a weird way, think that that's kind of attractive. She didn't take a shower unless you would kind of tell her, oh yeah, like come with. And of course, if she lives by herself, if she lives with her family or roommates or something, of course, that's going to be different. And you know, you're not coming, you don't want it to be like, oh yeah, she's literally just sat there in filth till you come visit again. Of course, this is on the dynamic of like, oh yeah, we live together. We do a lot of things together. So if I've not like brought her into the shower for like two days or something, it kind of like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, brushed past her mind or something. And girls do, I sometimes do this weird thing where they don't shower for like a day or something because they, they don't want to get the hair wet. I don't know. But you get what I mean, right? She's going to be embarrassed that I told this story, but hopefully so there's going to be some guys, maybe you're one of them, who kind of understand what I'm, I'm getting at here. That there's a lot of responsibility to take here. There's a lot. You have to think about her fundamental needs. And so now I'm getting, I'm personally getting better at this. I wake up. Come on, baby, let's brush our teeth. Because if I don't say that, she might not. And again, a lot of people would, no, no, that's weird. That's weird. Fine, fine. But a lot of masculine men see this level of feminine, submissive, dependent energy in a woman and think that is exactly what I'm attracted to. I want her exactly to be like an extension of my arm. I want her to be mine. I, I don't want her to be this independent girl who can go live her life. I want her to be mine. And so this is where it gets really controversial and, and many people can disagree and many people can say that this is too far or anything. For me, personally, this is the right level. She's happy, I'm happy. Maybe you want something similar, maybe you don't, but I'm just telling you as an example, this is like the extreme example of like, okay, when she's totally fit, submissive, just like a daughter would be, like a young girl would be, this is what it's like. And actually we have two comments here that I wanna read that you know, guys have left comments on my YouTube. 
There's a comment from Zaid Chakris. <clears throat> Realize you can't find a good girl. You must guide her in the right direction yourself. And then there's a comment from a guy on YouTube. His name was Chad on YouTube. Love your woman like a one-year-old daughter. On dating a feminine woman, this is the key. Love your woman like your one-year-old daughter. Like your poo-poo, pee-poo, pee-pee, one-year-old daughter. You cannot go wrong. If she's a feminine woman, you cannot go wrong with this in your mind. Love her like she's my one-year-old daughter. Oh, she says something like a little bit too rude or something. Well, yeah, uh, you're, no, you're a poo-poo head. Oh, she's like, she's, she's misbehaving a little bit. No, come on, come on. Always loving her. You would with your daughter, wouldn't you? Imagine your one-year-old daughter acts in some kind of way with slightly disrespectful. You'd still love her. You'd still grasp her in. And then she knows, oh, there is secure love here. This is not like rewarding bad behavior. This is not going against the red pill or anything. This is just to understand it in a slightly like condescending way that actually... She isn't that far off from the one-year-old daughter in terms of how we would behave to her. Of course, she's matured. Of course, she's developed. You know, this sentence that I'm saying right now will not be quoted when some male feminist puts us on his YouTube channel or his videos or his articles or something. But of course, like, of course, she's developed since she was one years old. But for your own benefit and for her benefit, if you just imagine and, and treat her like she is your one-year-old daughter, your relationship will drastically improve as long as she is a feminine woman. And of course, the Disclaimer, there's going to be masculine women watching this. There's going to be male feminists watching this who get angry at this. This is the most controversial part of this video. And I know that a lot of people will take it out of context. But those people generally aren't even in happy relationships anyway. Those are the kinds of people who are on antidepressants and then say that like what we say about self-improvement and everything is, is toxic. And how are they, who, who are they to give us advice anyway? Living together. So this is a very specific few tips I can just give you because I've kind of like lived with my girl for the last six months or so. So that in brief, like the, the story of us is that we met in Thailand in uh, July last year in 2022. I was traveling with my best friend, Sam. She was traveling with her brother and one of her female friends. And then we met literally on my last day in Thailand. So I was about to fly out the next day. We met and in the first day that we met, both of us actually fell in love, which was a very magical experience. And there's a lot to say about that day, but yeah. I um, I flew out back home and we stayed connected, which is quite rare for me. Like I don't do like internet relationships or anything, but this was very rare for me that I, I still had this extremely like strong pull towards her as she did with me halfway across the world. And then shortly after she, she was meant to keep traveling, but shortly after she just booked a flight and then a, a 12 hour flight from Thailand to London and then a four hour train to come see me for a date. She traveled genuinely, this is an exaggeration, she genuinely traveled the globe to come see me for a date. We had the best dates of our life, which was a one week road trip where we didn't even use technology. We literally drove around the UK, drove around Scotland, didn't use technology, slept in the car. Best week of my entire life, best week of her life. And then she went back home for a few days and I told her, okay, I'm gonna book like a place in Scotland close to where we were. Then we stayed together there for a month and then we drove down to London and we essentially moved to London because that was my plan for last year. I was gonna move to London, move to London, but only for two and a half months. I was meant to stay there for a year, but then I just hated it. I hated how unsafe and how like degenerate London and just wet the West is in general. The UK cities are just horrible. This is a side rant. 
So we were there, then we flew out to Dubai and really liked it there for two months. And then we um, went to Thailand, went to Shanghai, and right, we've been to so many different locations. And so I'm just gonna give you some advice from the experiences that we've had, because we've technically lived together, but of course in many different areas. And living together, living with your partner is a tricky situation to be in. So maybe you can skip this if you don't expect to live with your girl for a while or whatever. But it, you know, if you do, if you are ever expecting to move in together, which maybe would be, you know, the, the right thing to do, especially if, if you're gonna have children or something, we're not planning to have kids right now. But I've just got like one or two tips I wanted to give you here. Living together is the fast track to depolarization because of familiarity. So that's a bad thing. Living together is the fast track to depolarization. So depolarization is when the man becomes feminine and the, or like at least your energy just kind of gets like in this weird gray zone where you're not ultra masculine, she's not, she's not ultra feminine. Because you just spend so much time with each other. When you were apart, she thinks of you as Superman. What's he doing? Who's he with? What girls is he speaking to? What, you know, she's got all these big things of you. And then when you spend all day together, it's like she smelt your poo like fucking seven, I was going to say seven times a day, but maybe it's not that much for you, but I eat a lot of protein. But you get what I mean? The, the mystery's all gone and it can be very easy to lose a lot of the excitement and love at this point. And I've also found that when you are living together, you are bound to rub off each, each other in the worst way. You're bound to just agitate each other slightly at some moments, which can actually be kind of significant, at least for me. I, I really get agitated at how slow she is. I'm just complaining, but you'll, you'll get why in a second, because this is important for you in cases you've not experienced this. It's just in cases, you know, because I, I, I lived with a girl three, four years ago. Remember that I told you the comparison story where I had like the, the trip with my girl, but then four years ago I was fapping at nighttime and I was living with like my ex-girlfriend, right? I lived with her, I moved in with her and I had never looked into like living with a girl before. I wish that I had this part of this video like four years ago. And so this is why I'm, I'm giving this very specific example. You rub off on each other in the worst way when you live together because you see these micro moments of each other which are kind of annoying so for example as a man oftentimes you want to go quite fast in some area so for example when it's time to go to the gym for me personally maybe for you you want to put your music in put your shoes on okay go do you know what i mean you're, you're like in this flow of like going forward come on let's go let's go to the gym let's smash it and everything and then you walk out and your girl's like oh i, oh, I forgot my towel <laughs> like you know she's having a good time she's holding a little hip thrust pad while she's smiling at you and stuff and you're listening to like like aggressive music on the way there like drill music or something or metal music and she's there probably smiling at you like oh what do you want to eat for lunch after like shut the fuck up like Sometimes she's slow. You know, I ride motorbikes. And so sometimes it's like my girl just spends too long with the, the helmet and, you know, she's got the AirPod in and then she drops the AirPod. The reason why I'm saying this, you know, it sounds like I'm just complaining is because this is very micro. But these small things bother you when they can happen every single day or multiple times a day, which is what happens when you live together. Living together is a fast track to annoying each other. But there is so many benefits. You get to see like... Like, you know, the micro moments through the day, you get to see some beautiful moments. There's a moment when I heard my girls laugh, like at nighttime, you know, we, we were just like goofing around, giggling about something, and she just laughed in a particular way. And 
honestly, it made me like, it really hit me with some significance because I couldn't help but just hear and, and feel and visualize that like that's how she would laugh with gray hair 40 years from now. Like we're, we're still laughing in the same way. There's a lot of good benefits and, you know, having like a good woman around, a feminine submissive woman around, there's a lot of benefits to that. It depends what you're after. If you do want to live together or not, I'm not going to tell you to, but there is one good tip I can give you, which is that try to have a some kind of daily separation and reunion. So what I mean by this is that even if you live together, don't spend all day next to each other you know okay so we're gonna wake up then we're gonna brush our teeth and we're both gonna go to the gym together then we're both gonna go to like this restaurant together then i'm gonna work here and you're gonna go sit there and read or something and you're gonna work there don't be together all day even though you live together i found if you have even a small amount of separation through the day like for example right now i'm working in this office space and she's downstairs in the apartment this is amazing because i'm gonna walk in and we haven't seen each other for like three hours or four hours. So there's like a reunion. We're going to, you know, it's like, it's going to be nice to see her. She's missing me right now. So we're going to go in for a big hug and it's going to be a lot more passionate. Imagine the exact moment I walk in, that exact moment when we hug each other. That's going to be more passionate than if I hadn't been anywhere today, wouldn't it? Imagine, okay, I get ho home at 6.05 p.m. At 6 or 5 p.m., we're going to have a big hug. Oh, you know, she missed me. I've been gone for a few hours. Let's go get some food. If I didn't go out today at 6 or 5 p.m., it's not like we would have just suddenly, like, stood up and just, oh, yeah, 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 I love, I love, oh, like, you know, I missed you so... Obviously not, right? That separation and reunion, if it can be daily, can be beautiful. Maybe go to the gym by yourself. Maybe sign up for some kind of class by yourself. Maybe sign her up for a class that would benefit her and would help her to, gl to grow. And then I have... This is a specific thing which not a lot of people could maybe do, but try to avoid long-term stability. This is, I think, an absolute killer for like middle-aged relationships, you know, of, of like married couples. They move in together and it's just, yep, that's their life now. And yep, they go to work, the same job for 10 years and you know, the same routine and everything. And it gets just routine and, and, and just mundane extremely quickly. And then for 10 years and 20 years, you know, they try and spice things up by taking an extra honeymoon or something, but it doesn't work because they have this long-term stability. One of the really good things that me and my girl have had is that we've been all over not not you know purposely that yeah let's just go traveling but just because i'm a young man and, I, and i'm following my purpose and i want to keep moving around to try and see where is a good place for me to like you know call home where's a good place for me to set up i have a residency now in dubai which means that my company makes zero percent tax so that was exciting to move there for that we moved to london to see if that was the place but i didn't like you know so imagine every time you move of course, moving is kind of stressful, but it's like it adds this extra freshness and this extra dependency that she has on you. Married couples don't do this. Like maybe a married couple moves like once in their life or twice in their life. And then it gets very mundane. It gets very boring. If you're a young man watching this and you are like living with your girl, you can go on like you're a lot freer than most people are, especially if you make money online. If I was a young couple right now, I wouldn't book some like place to live, like some home for a year, you know, to rent this apartment for a year. And I would certainly not buy some house in like my hometown that I see a lot of young couples. So I certainly wouldn't do that because then you're, you're tied down there and then you've got to kind of just stay in that one area and, it, and things get mundane very quickly. It'd be best if you stayed quite short term here one month, here two months, here three months. And even though, yeah, the headache of moving's annoying, what actually would happen is that you 
you have such significant chapters of your life with this woman because you've experienced so much. So they're the two like learning lessons I've had in terms of living together. Now, let's say you've, you've done a bunch of this stuff. Where are we? Continue being the best man that she could get. I would absolutely have to include this part in this video because even though we're just talking about loving her, she only wants your love for as long as you are competent and attractive, for as long as she is actually still in love with you. This is a major issue what a lot of guys go through. They think that the end goal is to get into the relationship and they forget that actually that is the start it's not the end goal to get into the relationship. That's the end. Like, that's like the start of the new big thing to think about. Most guys get into the relationship and kind of relax, put their feet up, go to the gym a little bit less, spend less time with their friends, be less mysterious, relax and spend more evenings just watching Netflix and wasting away with instant gratification. The thing is, you are a man on self-improvement and you were able to attract her because of the man that you became, because of your discipline, because of delaying gratification, because of your self-improvements. Letting those things slack what, because you've just got her. This is controversial as hell she will leave and she has the right to do so because there is something called branch swinging. And this is really interesting. Branch swinging is when a woman is with you, but she will, like as a monkey would, she's got one branch right now, but she's kind of, you know, looking for the next branch to swing to. And she will grab the branch before she lets go of the current one. And, and of course, people will take this out of context. I'm not describing women as monkeys or, or cheaters or anything. But branch swinging is essentially where most women, especially, this is the interesting thing, especially feminine women are so much more likely to like essentially like leave you, abandon you and to choose another guy and even to cheat because of evolution, because she needs to constantly be with the best guy that would give her the best genes for her children and also that would keep her children safe. If you display weakness, if you get complacent, if you start lacking in the things that she was attracted to, it's natural for her to start looking elsewhere. And most guys don't want to like think about this. Most guys reject this and then get angry towards women and say, wait, the cheaters that's horrible yeah i don't care about women anyway most women hear this and get offended no we're not cheaters and everything but this is absolutely normal healthy and necessary how do you say that word ne necessary for the 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 evolution of humans for the survival of our species women must find strength she must find and be impregnated by a man of strength always and so if you start to show weakness, she can't help but to lose that attraction in you. This is the point where you must continue being the best man that she could get. And there is something we've got to say here. The sexual marketplace, essentially how we date, gets more and more competitive every year. You probably hear that like a hundred years ago to attract a woman, all you needed was like an okay job, a car. And if you were like a decent man, you'd be married with children. These days, it feels like you need to be six foot one with really attractive face and you need to have a good body and you also need to make a lot of money and you need to have the good personality and you need to know the TikTok dances and you need to have the TikTok following and everything like that. You need to have, bring a lot to the table. And every year, what's required for you to achieve love from this woman goes up and up and up. 
the sexual marketplace is getting more and more competitive. Now is not the time to get complacent. You must understand that if you get into a relationship with this woman, you need to not just stay the same, certainly not get worse. You need to get better, significantly better whilst with her because other men are getting better. You need to see this in your mind right now. Other men are getting better. Other men want your woman. The next time you go to the gym, you can do this visualization. A lot of guys won't because it's gross, but the next time you go to the gym, especially if you go at peak times, just look around at some of the masculine, like attractive, hard looking guys there. Look around at that massive bodybuilder over there. Look at that guy covered in tattoos over there. Look at that white skinhead over there. Look at that black guy who looks quite fashionable. Look at that guy over there. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. They would all love to slam into your girl's pussy. And I know this is gross, but I just, sometimes you need, like, you need to, like, hear this sometimes because you, like, it, we live in this, like, safe modern world where, where we don't discuss this, bro. Other men want your woman. Other men want your future wife. Of course they do, right? If she's desirable, of course they do, right? And it's up to her to, like, you know, like, not be receptive to them and stuff, right? But the thing is, other men are getting more attracted. There are guys out there who are, who are building more muscle, who are building more success, who are getting fitter, who are getting more attractive, who are confident, who will look your woman in the eyes until she looks away and slightly smiles to herself because he was kind of hot. And you know, she can't help but feel quite attracted to him because you've gained 5% body fat since you've been with her. These are like these dark parts of like female psychology of, of loving a woman that most people don't want to talk about because it's gross to think this. And yet, if you do think this just every now and then, that there are other guys out there who would happily, happily pound your woman. And honestly, she'd be happy with it too if eventually you guys broke up. You know, she's going to get with another guy eventually. It's worth just thinking, okay, I'm not going to let that happen. Fuck that guy over there. I'm going to keep going to the gym. I'm going to keep lifting really hard. I'm going to make sure my diet's on point. I'm going to make sure I'm not just wasting away playing video games or just relaxing for no reason. It's worth thinking this because a lot of guys get complacent with their girl with this sense of like eternity. Yep, she loves me and things are going to be the same forever. No, she loves you right now. Remember those two special words right now. The moment that she really senses weakness inside of you, that love starts to diminish and she it is natural and healthy for her to start weighing up other options, to start grabbing that other branch and you don't want that to happen. It's important to keep this in mind that this is part of her female brain. And finally, once you've done all this, once you've done all of everything that we've talked about to make her feel loved, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. You've done all of this, and yet all of this was in the past. All of this was in the past. All of those cute romantic gestures and how, how masculine you've been is in the past. What happens and what matters right now is right now. This moment, this present moment, this is what men really struggle with. And this is why it feels so hard to attract women. What matters is what's happening right now, how she feels right now. If you've done all this and you've done those cute romantic gestures and you've been like, you know, that guy with the six pack to attract her, that was in the past and it's gone now. What matters is how you make her feel right now. This is a constant tussle, a challenge of loving a feminine woman. And it sounds crazy. It sounds horrible. We don't want this. Like we want something more stable. We want something with, you know, more long term. But the thing is, 
this is actually just one. It's the hand, like the card that we've been dealt, but two, this is what we're attracted to. We're not attracted to masculine women. We're not attracted to like the independent woman who's, who's certain of her career and everything. We're attracted to this cute emotional being who needs this constant reassurance right now, who values love and how she feels right now above everything else. And so your track record does not matter. That is a quote from The Way of the Superior Man. Your track record does not matter. What matters is how she feels right now. You don't need those grand romantic gestures. You don't need that, like, you know, the, the hot um, air balloon where you propose or any cute stuff like that. You need those micro moments where she feels in love with you right now, especially oh, with the requirement that you are that top tier guy that she's attracted to. If you can maintain that and even grow it and constantly remind yourself that I need to make her feel loved right now, right now, right now, right now, in every moment, then you will do well with her. This is the great challenge and it is extremely challenging. Once, like there'll be a point, I don't know if I've done it for you in this video, but there will be a point where it'll really hit you and you'll think, wow, like this is actually like tricky. This is actually kind of difficult. This is actually a constant hurdle that I need to achieve. But it's worth it. There's a woman outside, a little Asian woman right now, like a really grandmother or something, like just talking loudly on the phone right behind me. <laughs> <sighs> this is not the end, this is the beginning.